Hey everybody, you're listening to the High Sessions Away podcast where we talk about everything local and beyond. I'm Johnny Masato, your host, and joining me today is Mr. Kyle Shimabukuro. How's it? Devin Nikoba. How's it? How come you're talking so fast? I yeah, don't know. That's what I was wondering. I, I always get into a, a rhythm. rhythm. Yeah. yeah. Before we begin, let me remind our <laughs> listeners of all the ways they can stay in touch with the show. There is Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at High Sessions. Of course, you can go to SoundCloud, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts, download the podcast, and you can email us at highsessions at yahoo.com. If you'd like to help the show and get more music on the channel, please go to patreon.com and donate. There you'll be more involved with the show and help determine who and what is filmed. No Patreons this week. Not a problem. It's okay. I had to update all the slides and everything. So how many How many Patreons are we at? We're at 100 something. 10? Wow. 13 or something. Okay. Yeah, awesome. I mean, Thank it's you. Good. And like I mentioned to our Patreons, it really helps because uh, just recently we lost a uh, one of our accounts. Um, oh. Yeah, it, it was just a, a financial decision. They, they ended up uh, getting rid of a whole department, oh. which, which we were a part of. You know, we were helping out, you know, with, with content and stuff like that. Mm. So that set us back. But the, the Patreon stuff is, is helping keeping us going, you know. So thank, thank you, you very Patreon. much. You're awesome. Yeah, until we can find something else. Uh, Kupu Kupu Landscaping, Landscape Architects. You can call Kevin Yokomura, 722-8685 for a free estimate or go to kupukupulandscaping.com for your landscaping needs. I'd like to thank Fort Ruger Market. And uh, we just had some new items, right, that mm-hmm. have uh, been released. They have, uh, what is it? Uwala? Uwala. Uwala. Sorry. Uwala poke. Uwala uh, poke. So it's got ulu in it. Um, uh, sea asparagus, onions. They put the... Uh, I think uh, it seems like there's togarashi inside too. Okay. Um, but uh, tasty. Yeah, it's tasty. Cool. So they'll make it with ahi, and then they'll also make one uh, without. And the one without, obviously, is uh, vegan. Yeah. So you have a vegan option if yeah. you want to get yourself some poke. It was good. Yeah, I like the vegan one. It was good. He actually liked it better than. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. A, a lot. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, <it> tastes fishy. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm doing right now. Yes. I, I feel yeah, like I'm trying to see it. if I can see all three through this black <laughs> circle. Because okay. oh, I working noticed, out for you. I noticed I'm the only one with this black circle in front of me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, so. they have on theirs. Pop I, I, I taped mine to mine. Like, oh, okay. So yeah, you so have like the condensed version. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we technically all have them, but uh, yours is just more. You have the fancy one. Okay. Next yeah. question. Fancy. You told me not to t- hit the table when I talk. Yeah. If I move the microphone. Are you going to hear that? Yeah. Okay. But, but that's okay. You can move the microphone. Because I kind of wanted to lean back because I have this microphone holder right here. Oh, oh you can put it on your Opal. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, we've never well, seen that just, before. It's not balancing. Sorry. I have to work on <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll try to get a clamp for you on the next I gotta, one. Clamp it on your... I got to build we'll the mic stand a little bigger. We'll do a lab or something. Yeah. yeah. All right. Put a little shelf. A belt, a belt with a shelf <laughs> like right here. Yeah, perfect. Put well, your whiskey glass right well, that's, on the That's how I do hands-free when I drive. Yeah. Because I don't like connecting to my truck or my car, whatever I drive in. Because then everybody sees who calls you, right? And then everybody oh. has the conversation with the person you're talking to. So I slip my phone right behind my seatbelt. And my handy little stomach keeps the phone from sliding down. Wow, oh, man. You it's, found a it's useful awesome. thing. I was yeah. thinking of patenting it. Patenting you know. your stomach? <laughs> Alan, <laughs> you gotta go with something like this. And look at all the things you can do. At this, at this particular width, that's the Alan yeah. Okami stomach. Yeah, that's exactly. That's bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, you can find Devin ninety four point seven Kumu and uh, highlifeclothing.com to find Kyle. 
So I'd like to introduce our guest, who is no stranger to the show, our good friend, Mr. Alan Okami. Um, he is affiliated with Koaloho Ukulele. What, what is your role there now? My role there, uh, well, I'm not the president anymore. Uh, my brother got appointed in June of last year. He's doing right. a fantastic job. Um, and for this me, this was a plan, right? It was not. A, it was not like a coup. He oh, didn't suddenly go. Yeah, you know what? I don't like do this anymore. Because I think the last time when you were with us, you sort of spoke about a, you know, a transition. Yeah, transitioning and stuff. Oh. So. I was probably still trying to kick out my dad, but <laughs> <laughs> so much for that transition. <laughs> no, like I, I, I don't know if I mentioned this the last time, but. Um, you got to think, last time was pre-pandemic, I think. Yeah, that was, oh, it was a while, while ago, while. you know. It was a while. Like, I, I've always kind of preached that if I'm not the one for the job and there's just someone better, um, I'm a company man, I can step away. And in the past couple of years, I'll say my my brother, and God bless him, has generally lacked a lot of motivation because he's, I mean, honestly, he's always had me to deal with, mm. um, you know, all the all the fun stuff in business. Um, something clicked and Paul's doing an outstanding like wickedly good job um, he's very orderly he has the support of all the guys that work with us and so I said hey I think I think it's your time my, my time's over so I'm able to focus more on the things that I really enjoy and I've always done it for Walk. the company but um, so whiskey and what else? Uh, yeah, whiskey. <laughs> um, you know, you can. There's so many iPhone games out there now. <laughs> <laughs> now so what? What is your primary responsibility at Colo now? So I continue to do our planning, mm-hmm. our engagements. I pay our bills, um, and my role is more to try and work with my brother and the the rest of the team to get us where we should be. Mm-hmm. where we want to be mm-hmm. um, whether that's a long-term short or mid-range goal so i do more of that kind of stuff what's well, okay. funny i was uh i was looking through your instagram last night because i'm like oh you know okay we we know alan already we've been on the podcast we don't have to reintroduce him so i saw a lot of food on there yeah. is, is that one of your passions um well cooking is right i, I like to cook yeah. and I suppose, like, it's just my way of kicking back because everybody uses social media differently, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm not trying to show off who I know or where I went. Like, I... I, Family friendly, family friendly. I could give a darn (laughs) about that. You can swear. The swearing is fine. Okay, I I mean, I could give a shit, you know? Like, uh, whatever. Um just about having fun and sharing like my my experiences with whoever chooses to follow along but you know i, I was thinking about this last night uh after I, I looked at your instagram so koaloha in the day and you probably get you guys probably still do this now but it was clamped down during the pandemic you used to have various reasons just to get together and cook food and eat and hang out well you know? every day at koaloha they don't bring their own lunch. They 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 cook for the employees, and they all sit in the lunchroom every day. Yeah, and and I thought yeah. that world has changed because that was a lot of like the world back then was 
hey, we're getting together. And then I would get invited because I'd bring your guitar, play some music. Mm. You know, we'd have all these uh, like little functions that you would show up for and people are eating and singing and stuff like that. Remember the adventures of two girls? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that was one of the things you... So I don't know how you met these two two girls. Wait, what? So that that didn't sound... I mean, yeah. Well, that's what it was called. I'm not... (laughs) Okay, okay. Alan can explain. I don't know. how, How did you meet those two? Okay, so... Back when I had a, a Twitter account, I get this message from a Magic Babe Ning. So I look That's at right. I look at the profile, and I thought, yeah, nice try, because she's like smoking hot, supposedly um, a magician in based in in Singapore, right. et cetera, et cetera. And I thought, yeah, I bet you there's this fat Holly guy. <laughs> Sitting behind a computer screen, trying to trap the president of Koloha into some indiscretion, right? Mm. So I thought, okay, good dry Ralph Johnson. <laughs> um, but I suppose somehow we were able to actually connect and get a conversation going. She ended up being a real person. Um, and she contacted us because she became an ukulele fan ukulele player Mm -hmm. and her and her best friend were about to start a nine-month rowing tour of the world and they're going to write a book about it that's Mm -hmm. where adventure of two girls come in Mm -hmm. it's actually the title of their book Mm -hmm. and so um they wanted to put in a hawaii leg uh so we met up with them we're able to take them out to kona and visit the mill that we we cut wood at we also did an ukulele build with a community out in Kau with uh, Kioki Kaumoku which okay. when he had his nonprofit. And so they spent time with us there, helped us make ukulele with the kids of Kau. And we've been friends since. So she, when you, you did invite them over to your shop and they came from wherever they were, Singapore to Hawaii, well, you I, already knew that they're legit girls then. There wasn't one holly guy, like you said, behind the computer. You talked to them in person? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and so I get a call. Hey, John, what you doing Friday? Uh, I don't know, nothing. Oh, these two girls, we're going to help. You know, they're doing some kind of tour. Can you come down and play and eat and stuff? So, you know, people used to do that. You used to just get together to do stuff like that, right? Yeah. Well, but you, you don't normally. Well, I don't, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> especially now. But uh, back in the day, you just get calls. It wasn't any kind of like huge... Like, Nowadays, to me, I feel like there has to be a really big special occasion for people to get together. But back then, it was like, oh, it's too... For too. you. Right. Yes. It needs to be a big no, occasion. No, but nowadays, people don't go, oh, these couple girls are in town. I'm going to call Devin and come and set up a no, sound No, we season. invite you and call has something at his house and you don't come. Oh, well, That's yeah. true. That's true. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> John, we're going to do something at the house. The last time you came to my house was New Year's because yeah. you felt you had to because it was yeah, New yeah, Year's. Yeah. You feel the uh, the social obligation to come. Yeah. Sorry, we're outing you in the middle of our podcast. <laughs> it's true. But I the guess podcast. you know, you're sociable. Two hot girls that can do magic. Um. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll be there for that. <laughs> <laughs> Is, does anybody have a butter knife? Can we slice the air right I now? <laughs> <laughs> we're we're totally kidding. Yeah. Kind of. And thank yeah. you, Ruger Market, for the delicious lunch. Yeah, well, you had to show you chicken. Yeah, he pounded yep. the show you chicken. You know, too. I told you guys, right? I don't know why I ordered show you chicken because I usually hate show you chicken with a passion. And then um, I come here and John says, here's your show you chicken. I'm like, oh, fuck. 
<laughs> I order show you chicken, I guess. And then I ate it and like, but you went in and you good. were like, yeah. yeah, that thing is. I mean, you never. I usually okay. The reason why I don't order show you chicken usually is you don't like show you. Oh, I love show you. Show you chicken to me like kind of half touching back to food and cooking, right? A lot of times I cook because I can cook it the way I want to eat it mm. and flavor it the way I want to eat it. Because there's certain things I won't touch when I go out to eat. I don't touch beef stew because everybody in Hawaii makes it the same. Everyone makes spaghetti in Hawaii the same. Everyone makes chili the same. And it doesn't do anything for me. God bless home cooking, but it doesn't do anything for me. I would so say, the thing about so shoyu chicken is one of those things. Mm. Like, beef stew from Meg's drive-in was good. Oh, Meg's is good. Yeah, you couldn't beat that. <laughs> Meg's and Richie's. Here's mm-hmm. my problem with beef stew in Hawaii. Yeah. If you go to pretty much anywhere, they don't, the, whatever meat they're using is not the, like, the real good meat. Mm. And so well, it's, it's usually it's yeah. Yeah. hard, you know? Yeah. yeah. Versus like if you put it, if you do an instant pot stew, Oh. That thing is like melted in your Soft, mouth, kind of, yeah. yeah. You get good, good stew meat, not not the like the end cuts or whatever. Yeah, but even if you get junk stew meat, then, then you just gotta cook okay. it longer, right? So who yeah. does the so who does the instant pot cooking at your house? My wife. She makes good stew then. Yeah, oh, that's good. actually my favorite thing she makes. Oh yeah, wow. Yeah. Oh. Okay, yeah. let's see how many people I piss off with this because yeah. I'm, I'm making a blanket statement. Oh boy, okay. local beef stew is typically this. They get some type of roast. They they season it. But because we all like eat healthy, oh, you can't put too much salt and stuff like that. They'll season the meat, they'll brown it in the pot, and then they, they'll cube it up, put in water, tomato sauce, and the vegetables. And that's basically local beef stew or mm-hmm. how a lot of people make it. To me, it's boiled tomato water with meat inside. Mm. <laughs> like, it doesn't do anything for me. Um, yeah. The way I cook my beef stew is... And this is just my way. I'm not saying it's the best. This is the way I like it. I'll make sure I season the meat well. Then I'll cube it. And if I'm kind of in one of my anal retentive moods, I will brown every single side of the cube that that I'm cooking. Then I'll get garlic. Um, I'll get it. I'll I'll remove the meat from the pan. I'll get the whole garlics. I'll crush them up. I'll kind of brown them in the pot add the meat back so that the garlic can kind of half penetrate it then i'll start to boil it but i'll add beef broth not beef broth um beef bullion so mm-hmm. that my my stew is really really meaty tasting mm. um and i'll just cook the bejesus out of the cubes until it starts to get tender then if i'm not lazy i'll i'll cube up my vegetables too in smaller sizes so you don't have to cook it too long and I'll saute it in, in butter. Oh, Damn. wow. Then Damn, I'll, man, you gotta come back along and with some, some, stew, bring some stew with and you. And along with some, some dry dry herbs. Then I'll, I'll then I'll add that to the broth. And I might season again depending on the like the depth of the broth. Sometimes I'll put in a little bit, maybe two dollops of a tomato paste. Or I might do like a, one of the secret things. If you want a little more herby taste or depth to it, is you get Mrs. Dash garlic, mm. but you add it before you serve it. If not, it kind of dissipates oh, and it dies if you cook it in there too long. Hmm. And then that's my version of beef stew. Yeah, you know I do like my beef stew kind of beefy versus tomato. Make it. 
hers is kind of spicy to me. Mm. Like kind of got like a bite to it, which I like. I don't I don't like sweet, like like even like uh, spaghetti. Going back to spaghetti, I kind of like it more spicy tasting than you know. There's like sweet spaghetti and then mm. spicy. Sp- I like it more on the spicy side than the sweet side. My daughter's know. finally got the the recipe down for the spaghetti, so it's it's she's has it down to a science so it's good because she makes it almost the same every time yeah so it's nice when there's somebody in your house who can make something that you like to eat and it makes it all the time but now because she's known for the person as the person who makes the spaghetti she hates it she gotta do it every time now <laughs> yeah you know i like the fact that you take the time to cube the the, the that's the important because sometimes you order beef stew someplace and the beef stew is like just this big chunk that you yeah. gotta bite off like, like yes. spread up yes. or like the tomato I mean the um, potato is big the carrot is mm. like the whole carrot yeah. I like it when it's <laughs> there's no like, more flavor inside right, it might yeah. be soft but one scoop the flavor really penetrate. different stuff is better than one big chunk of beef that you gotta try navigate around well know? that and the if it's a potato <clears throat> and it's too big yeah you bite into it the inside is like the inside of the side yeah, yeah. Right? even if the outside is is cool yeah yeah so i like true. that you take your time and you prepare your food the way you prepare it I'm, I'm somewhat meticulous yeah but you know going back to um your shop every day they're 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 fed by koala right? i used to you guys um, stopped doing that already so i did it a while ago when we first started our 401k profit sharing program because we have guys that have been committed, and we're pretty sure some of them will be lifers. Mm. But we are, you know, manufacturer, so it's you know it's hard to be competitive while being a manufacturer and elevate salaries and lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I thought one of the ways in the long term that the guys who work with us can benefit is if we started a profit sharing program. And so we do a, a 3% safe harbor contribution. They can make voluntary deferrals. And to encourage them to make voluntary deferrals, I said, I'll take away your lunch expense. Oh, okay. So I'll cook, but I would like to encourage you folks to make contribution because then your, your fund will, will grow exponentially rather than just relying on the safe harbor. Um, and none of those guys went contribute, so I got kind of pissed. <laughs> so, so I <laughs> So I stopped, I stopped cooking because, like, I mean, they can spend their money how they like, but, you know, when you get the questions, like, my nickname's Chief. Hey, Chief, we're getting paid on Friday. Like, oh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to hit then. Like, why? Like, oh, I like buy this. Or I like buy that. Or the one, like, oh, I got to pay my car insurance. And I get kind of upset because, like, but you know the car insurance coming months ahead, not right before we get paid. And I took away your lunch expense. So like, I was kind of upset, so I stopped. This and is really recent, because the last time I saw you, I actually ate with you guys. Well, I'm still cooking right oh, now. How come yeah. the two of you have been down there, and I so never got invited down? You know, kind of feel a little, little upset. I wouldn't invite uh, you. So I feel a little, like, a little hurt, man. Just to be clear, I was never invited. <laughs> I just show up over there sometimes. <laughs> just to be clear, I was invited. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, you weren't. Yeah. <laughs> Mine is more like, oh, I need a ukulele for something. I'm going to go down and, <laughs> and see if, if I can hey, What you doing? Desert. You an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. then. So in the pandemic, um, like, you know, like everybody else, we were non-essential, so we shut down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't able to call everyone back at the same time. 
And when we did, we just kind of phased them in. And I started to hear reports that they applied for their benefits, but a lot of them didn't get it. Um, hmm. So, you know, I mean, without trying to make too many assumptions, I thought, you know, they're their pocketbook is probably hit so mm. I'm gonna start cooking so I started cooking every day because um, my, my outlook is you work with us you're a family you're not going hungry like screw that you like you my family so I would overcook and I'll tell them take home food so mm-hmm. that wow. you know not just at, at lunchtime but I mean not to sound yeah. self-righteous or like I'm freaking Santa Claus of the kitchen but <laughs> Um, you know, that's how it is, man. It's Hawaii. You so, Kolo, you so, guys have a full kitchen yeah. in the uh, warehouse? I mean, a functional kitchen. Yeah, functional wow. Kitchen. And he, I think during the pandemic, too, because um, childcare was kind of hard, they, yeah. he would, you, it was okay for them to bring their kids if they wanted to at that time. They still too. can. Yeah. Like, so, the kids would be sitting down eating lunch, too. You know? Wow. Yeah. It was really nice to see. So, you were cooking for like 40, 50 people? The most... It was before the pandemic when we were 21 strong. Yeah. And if we would have guests over, there there would be times I'd be cooking for like 30 people. Um, did you have a Did you have go to meals like like every day? People knew okay, this day is gonna be stew and this no. day is gonna be no. I, I try to whatever. You figure I gotta eat too, yeah, so I'll, I don't like get bored. <laughs> I make it so. That I like. <laughs> so. Sometimes you go and get barbecue. <coughs> they're trying out like new hamburger patties and stuff yeah, like that so I'm, I'm, I, I try to experiment I, I got in late lazily lately like I think one of the meals that they particularly enjoyed was um, I did pork chops that I finished off in um, I think a white wine butter sauce Sheesh. in the oven and then I decided to make tomato basil tomato basil rice and I think I did croquets that day too <laughs> um, <laughs> So not, so not really said man you know <laughs> so but it's then, just whatever comes to your mind yeah you sometimes go, okay. it's spamming rice <laughs> so and i just gone so do you sorry to get into the minutiae of this but so do you prepare the night before and say okay i'm gonna make this much for this meat because you gotta go shopping for 30 no to i do i generally do it same day really um, we just so, run down to Costco that day so, and pick up stuff? No, I hate Costco because I have crowd anxiety. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, sorry, I forgot. So, sorry. So, so I'll just go to the Times or mm, Safeway. Really? Um, so I'll go in before I go to work, and then I'll pick up the food. And then, um, yeah, I just, I got like roughly about two, two and a half hours to get the meal done. Did you have um, so, certain employees that were like vegan or had dietary kind of restrictions? No. Well, thank God, right? I mean, he, no, yeah. like, too well, bad for them. If yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here's your rice, your foodie cocky. You don't understand. This is free. Yeah, we yeah don't, exactly. We don't question yeah. free. So we I, just eat the food. I just want to put this out there because I've been cooking for the guys. You know, when you watch Food Network and they get, like, one hour, half an hour to prep the meal, they're full of shit. <laughs> cannot. Cannot you, prep You know, you cannot even make spaghetti in half an hour. Because you cannot Fuck, take you a pot like a prego sauce. and you got to get it boiling, get the pasta going, and prepare your sauce and ingredients. Cannot. Well, I, we had at one time the people from, they were on one of those cooking shows. I don't know if you remember Corey and um, I can't remember. It um, starts with an M, his, his name. 
but they won that show and then I saw it on Netflix and we had them on the, the podcast, you know? But they were saying something about how fast the time goes by and mm. yeah, this is you know, this Oh a, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Corey and the 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 friend. I, I know his, his name is Mad Cakes on Instagram, yeah. but I, I can't remember his, his name. Yeah. name but yeah. They also know the secret ingredient, you know. Because we've, we've met some people that have cooked on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Because you cannot be like, oh, the secret ingredient is cuttlefish. And they go like, oh, I've never worked with cuttlefish before. And then, oh, I'm going to make cuttlefish with truffles and something, something, right? Yeah. You know how impossible it is to stock every ingredient That's that, true. They, that they think yeah. like, oh, and this truffle comes only from the south of France. And like, but you didn't have that before the show began. You know? do you or you, I mean, you had it before the show began. Do you think if you had a career choice between, like, well, right now you know ukulele business, but would 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 it, food have been another career choice for you if you had the opportunity? Absolutely not. No? Yeah. Would take away the joy of cooking. So you, you say oh. that the, the having to do it is the, is the hard part. You know, I watch, like, whenever I go to a restaurant, if you can see in the kitchen, I watch the kitchen, I say, man, do you work hard? And mm. I cannot imagine not wanting to cook. Like, they say a plumber's house has the leaky pipes, yeah, 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 you yeah. know, etc. So, as long as it was were fun, you didn't mind. But if it became a job, you would it'd be a problem. Yeah, because I, I cook only Monday and Wednesdays now. Mm. And oh, even, okay. even then, it's it's tiring sometimes. Yeah, so, sure. What do you think you would have done if you wasn't into the ukulele business? What would what would have been your dream job? Funny, I, was, I was just talking with my brother about that yesterday. Um, I would have to go back to school for what I would want to do. Okay. Um, I'd probably be an attorney. Really? Yeah. Okay, I, I, that I can understand. I was just praying that you didn't say doctor. No, that's too hard. <laughs> <laughs> and, and compensation rates, like, do you know that a lot of doctors are hurting now? Oh, yeah? Because of the reimbursements from the medical insurers. Oh. oh. Pharmacy. Pharmacists now. It used to be a cherry job, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pharmacists are hurting too now. Because of, re- what are you talking about reimbursements? Say like you have the medical plan providers. They dictate how much they're going to compensate mm. the doctor, the hospital, mm. the pharmacy, Well, that's why certain, certain doctors don't take certain insurance, yeah. yeah. I never understood how that really works <coughs> and how much of a business it is. It doesn't yeah. actually work. That's why there's such a problem with people getting reimbursed. Yeah. 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 So lawyer. So attorney is one. The other That's one would be to do what I do for Koaloha, but for somebody else. For more companies. Would be but, in, but in way, marketing. How how is the ukulele <coughs> business world going? Like is it I I feel like there's a ton of competition now. Yeah. Uh, Badukula is more popular. So, what what are the kind of pitfalls or the the high points of of the of the industry nowadays? Okay, serious time now. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. um, well, have you done anything lately to pivot to adjust for increased sales? I have been extremely bothered by that actually. Mm. Um, what that everybody's making that kind? No, I, oh. we're we're not particularly concern about competition per se because Hawaii is generally associated uh, is generally associated with Hawaii there's a strong attachment one to the other so yeah. for us and other local manufacturers we somewhat maintain 
some type of advantage over even national guitar brands that choose to enter into the ukulele market because they're not from Hawaii. Hawaii. They're not from Hawaii. Like you're not going to buy one Martin ukulele if <laughs> yeah. you have a choice between Ko Aloha. Like if, if we were to make like Aloha jeans and try to compete against Levi's, like good luck. Yeah. You know, um, so the same could be said about, about ukulele. Um, then there's a lot or of... Or rice because it's the San Francisco treat. That is true. <laughs> Profound. Yeah. I know. I had a feeling that's where you're going with that, but I went, ah, okay. So if you try to do a Hawaii rice aroni, people would be like, what's this? Not from no, San Francisco. That's true. That's the thing he went to was to try to. I understand, John. Maybe Uala aroni. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and so um, what's been bothering me is, I don't know, actually, you know, I was thought about this. If you guys are going to ask this question, these kind of questions. I was wondering how much I'm going to share because you don't have to share too much. Share I feel like it's a secret kung fu. I, I was, um, I was a very, it was a very topical. Just you could okay. just say, yeah, it's going good. Um, or, well, I don't know. I opened the box already, so <laughs> I, I'm not sure if you guys noticed. But Here we go. I tend, okay. to, I tend to think differently. Um, really? <laughs> no, really. <laughs> really. <laughs> and so, you know, during the pandemic, a lot of dealers, a lot of ukulele manufacturers. We probably couldn't make enough to supply the demand. Mm. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Yeah, yeah, okay. And so we enjoyed, you know, a bit of that. But for me, I started to stress out because I said this is not sustainable. I remember mm. you saying that before too. This is not yeah. sustainable. The demand is going to end. Uh-huh. Who is the customer going to be? Mm-hmm. And right now, I'll, I would make this admission on high sessions. I don't know who the customer is. Mm-hmm. I usually make it my point to know that or to forecast or actually try and shape or leverage some influence on the market to shape our direction. And I don't have anywhere to apply that right now. Are mm-hmm. you talking about customers being whether beginners or expert, expertise, experts? Or are you talking it's, about It's kind region? of a, a general reference because on one hand, we do know who our customer is. So my my reference toward I don't know who the customer is. It's not growing right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can and see that. I mean, we're supposedly I just had lunch with a financial guy yesterday. Everybody's assuming that we're going to be headed toward a recession coming up. Could happen, could not. But that's kind of how everyone's leveraging. So if you're, you know, so those kind of goods like ukuleles or things that are not essentials food water shelter you know those kind of things people may put it off for a little while but i think it'll come back well, historically we do better when the economy dips mm. we, because of staying home and need a hobby we're a feel-good item yeah mm. we're a feel-good item and we're although i think ukuleles are getting kind of priced out of the market mm. we're still affordable enough where you can buy one and say, see, life isn't that bad. Yeah. Mm. You know, um, we started to see that from the Gulf War because I just bought my Toyota Sequoia Limited and I was so happy. And three months later, the World Trade Center gets gets attacked. I thought, well, looks like I'm going to have to sell it. And we got incredibly busy. Mm-hmm. And every time our country hit crisis, financial crisis, we got busier. And pandemic kept you guys busy too. The pandemic kept us busy. And so right now, I don't think it's just isolated to ukulele. 
I think the retail marketplace is struggling to identify their mm. customer. I agree with you. Well, even like we had this issue with cars, right? There was a there was a huge wait glut. Not enough inventory. Not enough inventory. There was a glut, and then not no, enough inventory. No, a, a glut would be too much inventory. No, but they a scarcity they, they, of inventory. Yeah, they parked all the cars at Aloha Stadium during oh, the yeah, pandemic. They had to get rid of them because mm. they were. They got there. rid of them. That was right? renter cars. Then right? you couldn't. Yeah. Then you couldn't mm. get a car, and then now there's too many cars, right? I mean, we're getting to that point. Mm, I don't know if there's too many cars again. I think we're. I still think prices are coming down now. Prices are coming down a little bit, but there's still there's still pockets of cars that cars and trucks that and i don't want to i don't want to even talk about this because we're gonna get alan off on another tangent but it's <laughs> a um well, uh, there's it? a run there's a run on electric cars there's a run on hybrid cars they can't oh. they can't keep them in stock because people are doing that thing where but that's always been the case with no it's got but it's got waiting list no but it's gotten really really bad like the, so, the so car gets on the lot and it's gone, gone within yeah. the hour of it yeah. getting on I, the lot so i what, what i'm thinking is i can see where we have a pandemic everybody's at home they want to take up new hobbies a ton of people buy ukuleles now you have a bunch of ukuleles out in the market life is now getting back to normal there's not as many people buying ukuleles but Everybody else has ramped up all their production to meet up with this demand, but now the demand's shrinking, and now you got over. Mm. Maybe that it's just they, you know, normally it's a balance. One thing is moving, and you can yeah. adjust that. It's but something just spikes up, you try to adjust, and then it spikes back down. And, you know, it's a hard. Yeah. Is that kind of what maybe it's what happened? <laughs> He's like, which no, gotta, <laughs> how far can I go? With that? Um, Absolutely not, John. You have no idea what you're talking about. I think one of the things that we're struggling with is, you know, people haven't really returned to the workforce, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And or um, I don't know, or they just don't want to work, right? Yeah, it's so it seems because I've been trying to figure that one out too. Yeah, you guys having so, problems staffing too? No, we, we deliberately stayed small. Yeah, because com com coming guys, out of the pandemic, for us guys and a bunch of my friends, they, staffing is a yeah. major problem. Like, and it's probably the major reason why some stores are closing well, too. Pancake House had to close unexpectedly, and there's a sign in the window that yeah. says, "Oh, sorry, no Zipi Zipi staff." Two staff. Yeah. And I'm like, "What?" Look at Zippy's Coco Marina. Like, uh, I mean, I mean they, they didn't close because Zippy's closing. They closed because no staff over there. So during the pandemic, when we were able to reopen, I could have brought back all of the staff, and we probably could have posted record sales but i was anticipating what's happening now and mm. i was i thought all i'll be doing is deferring people's release till later mm. whereas the pandemic kind of provided me a way to not necessarily fire but to not call people back mm. avoiding having to let them go at future date um and sure enough, we're we're actually still busy. Yeah. So my concern is more to make sure we can at least sustain at minimal. Mm -hmm. But to you know to even have aspirations of growing our business during this kind of times. Oh. How do, how do you come up with your decision making running your business because 
for me, it's an instinctual kind of thing. I don't read too much about like forecasting and stuff like that. And I would imagine it being hard in the ukulele industry to look into forecasting where you're going to go. So there's a lot of your decision making that you make for the company or used to make for the company. Instinctual, uh, instinctual, or just <laughs> is that right? Is that right? Word? <laughs> it's just when you first said you said extinctual, and I'm oh, like, wait, yeah. extinct? Preferably or, not. <laughs> and then, and then as he talked, I went, oh, he means instinctual. Yeah, instinctual. Okay. <laughs> or, or do, do you do you? How do you get your information to make your decisions? Um, I don't necessarily read a lot because. I've always grown up with the notion that data can be manipulated to suit the needs of the one presenting. Um, but I will read. I'll watch things. I'll have a lot of conversations. And I'll listen a lot. And I'll also try to uh, engage in conversations across different industries because our customer is the lawyer, the child, the retiree. Yeah, everybody. etc. We're all linked in some way or another, you know, and cannot be ignorant of the world around you. So I, I would have to say watching world events, uh, watching local events helps me to try and make decisions that I feel is in our best interest. But I think you you also have a, like Kyle was saying, I think you have an instinct for it. That's what I think. That's yeah. unusual. I mean, and, and I think all the best uh, business owners are kind of like that, right? I mean, you, you have to look four or five steps ahead. Most people go one, maybe two. You always end up being four or five steps ahead. And people people think you're just this guy that fucks around and cooks and has a good time I, and jokes. I, and then, so when we get into these serious discussions with you, people go, oh, wow, he kind of deep, right? He actually thinks <laughs> well, about yeah, this I kind think, of stuff. I it's cool. know something, I think, that guy. I think yeah, you're a lot like me, Alan, in a sense where when the company is doing well is when you're worrying the most. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then people yeah. go, oh, well, you're doing good. I go, yeah, well, how are you not happy? Because I'm worrying about it yeah. when it's not going right, to be Because, so, you know, wage you know? increases, lifestyle yeah. increases. Yeah. And... You know, not it's not a matter of being spoiled or materialistic, but once you're accustomed to having something, to go backward is difficult to accept, yeah. mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I th I think it's see I hear one of my mentors chastising me if I would say instinct because mm. I've been I've been scolded before. It's more I I don't know. It seems like some a, of my assertions, you know? God or you know you can it's reading I, I the tea leaves it's, a little bit. I think the closest thing I can narrow it down to is um, being decent at, at guessing human nature. Mm. Mm. Um, Not I, bullshitting I, yourself, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you could fool yourself yeah. into thinking something, you have the greatest product in the world, and or you could watch what the human being does. Um, and I think because of the, the part of the of our company that I enjoy the most is doing our engagements and marketing. I try to center it around the human experience. Um, you make somebody feel good, they'll be back. And a lot of the products that we see now that we've commonly accepted to be necessities, one time didn't exist. Mm -hmm. Even toilet paper. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you really need 
toilet paper or were you trained to believe so? And it became part of. At one point in time, I mean, it did not exist. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. but that's because all around you before one point in time was leaves. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but now no more leaves. You need to like But it was created. And, you know, the way I, I validate my, my claim right now, there are different toilet paper commercials because they're vying to gain your, your business, mm. to be part of your experience. Well, it's funny, fascinating, because I know we had Craig Katsuyoshi on, mm. right, Helena's. We had kind of the same discussion because I know when we, for a time, people were talking about expanding your hours, right? Expand, um, expand and go, because uh, when, uh, I guess, your key opened, they're like, oh, open another location, you yeah. can go around. And he talked about it, but at the, at the end of the day, he went, you know what, I'm going to stretch my people too thin. The quality is not going to be there. It's going to be really difficult for us. And then pandemic, and then Shirokia closes, and then, you know what I mean? And it all sort of was, it ended up being very um, uh, prescient for him to think that way. And it's interesting because talking to you and hearing you talk, it's a lot like what Craig does. You, you know, you know what you do and you're very good at what you do, but you can also see at least this far ahead so you can go, mm. I don't, and actually, honestly, Kyle's kind of the same way. So, right, people go, hey, Kyle, maybe you can do this and you can do this. And Kyle goes, nah, I don't think I want to do that. And everybody goes, wow, what you mean? You don't want to do that. And then you go a year later and he he looks like he looks brilliant. <laughs> the thing that the thing that everybody was trying to get him to do is the thing that would have bit him on the ass when he's trying mm. to do the business. Right. And at the time, everybody goes, hey, come on, Kyle, you got to try this. And he goes. Nah, I don't think so. But, uh, but I mean, to, to be honest, it's mostly gut instinct that makes me say, I don't know. I mean, like, if I don't feel good about something, even if it makes sense at that point, about business-wise, mm. I'm like, ah, I'm not going to do it. And they go, why? Mm. I go, I got burned before by just thinking, oh, I should do this or I should do that, you know, and, and being pressured to do something and then getting burned in the end. Mm. So I've learned to not think that way, you know. Thank you. <laughs> and I seem like you. I would say yeah. it's probably, it's way more case specific than than what you said. Mm. But, but to complement what you just shared, if you need to convince yourself to do something, mm -hmm. mm. chances are you should raise more questions about yeah. that action mm. rather than what you feel you know, a, a little bit more assertive about, right? Yeah. And it's not to say we can't be wrong when we feel good about something, but I think, you know, in the aftermath, you probably measure a little differently. You know, if you, if you had questions about it, you'll probably, and again, I bring up human nature. Um, human nature is, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that after all. Whereas if you felt good about it and it didn't work out, you say, oh, oh, well, I tried. Same result if you failed in both, in both mm -hmm. scenarios, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, the gut instinct, I think, helps us to feel better the decisions yeah. and there's making. so much stuff to juggle when people tell you from the outside what would be good for your company oh tell mm -hmm. me about it you know what i mean mm -hmm. like somebody somebody <laughs> can walk up to me and go hey you should open one not a store and i'm like that's a great idea i'd love to you can give me but you're forgetting about <laughs> the fact that i gotta find somebody that's willing to take that risk and then that person gotta hire employees and in the in this time it's unless they you everything lines up you won't be able to do it yeah. you know yeah so i, I love hearing 
ideas, but it's not all the time that I'm gonna go. That's awesome. We'll I think everybody um, has a rosy picture of what everybody else does. Yeah, because it happens that they'll be like. Devin, just come down MC. Easy, you know. You yeah. Just, you just talk. You just talk. But it's not just Devin showing up and talk. There's prep. There's like, you know, and they always. There's do no that. prep for Devin talking. Well, just, sorry. I was, I was trying to be. <laughs> thank you. Thank <laughs> you for trying to include me in this. I was trying but to give really more not. credit than he really. The, no, the only. I mean, the only thing that I can draw a parallel to is because I've been doing it for that long, right? You can draw me in the middle of it, and I know what's going to happen already yeah. when I get there, right? So if the PA is over there and the mic is over here and it's corded and we're not going to, and then the people are yeah. going to be 50 feet away or 50 yards away from us, I'm like, yeah, this isn't going to work out yeah. for you guys. So but, there's you know, always so. more to it. It's like yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. the way we get it a lot is, oh, high sessions. Yeah, why don't you guys come and film this thing? Just just come down. It'll be easy. You know, it's like, it's never easy. There's always, <laughs> yeah. there's always something that comes yeah. up, you know? Yeah. So it's never yeah. just shut up but the camera. The, but I think the, the thing that we have to be grateful for is people actually care about us yeah. enough to give us that kind of suggestion. That's true. You That's know true. what I mean? Or and they I, feel like the product is good enough. Yeah, that, and I appreciate yeah. that because for, for us, so for somebody coming out and saying, hey, Dad, you know what you should do? There's probably another ukulele company that nobody cares about and they don't even think about it as mm-hmm. these guys should do this to be successful. But he always you know? has, Alan always has ideas that are achievable. I mean, some of the stuff is pie in the sky, but generally he looks at it. That's the part that's interesting about you too, is like you can look at somebody, talk to them for like five minutes and give them three or four different things that they can do that will improve business or make things easier or whatever. And I, that's a, it's a trippy skill to have. You know what I mean? Because like even sitting down with us today for lunch, he's like, oh, we can try this. You can try this. And normally people do that. And you go, well, I didn't really think it out. They got to, you know, I mean, there's all this bullshit involved. But when he says it, you go, well, that's achievable. <laughs> we oh, can totally you. do that. And you go, wait, I mean, wait, what? I hate failure. So you know, mm-hmm. I remember their family being in plastics yeah. before they started ukulele, you know, and now they're the top ukulele brand. So it, it, it I think it is more so the drive of what, what they want to perfect than 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 anything else. You mm. know? And that's always been him. Well, if yeah. I'm very successful at what I'm doing right now, you will see more than ukulele coming from us. Oh, mm. all right. Ah. Well, I, I have a couple of things I want to touch on. One is um, koalana ukuleles <laughs> still being manufactured? Yes and no. Um, <clears throat> We're we're looking to reinvigorate that particular line right now. Okay. Um, Wait, what is that line now? Koalana. It's a um, non. It's our current entry level. Entry level. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I was go- I'll bring it up only because um, they're good ukuleles. Like yeah. I always encourage people if um, you're getting started, get a mm-hmm. koalana because I guess uh, someone I, I needed to donate an ukulele to something for some charity thing. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to buy an ukulele, but uh, I'm going to buy one of these koalanas. And I got it from the factory, went down and picked it up from Paul, brought it home, and I was playing it. And I'm like, I like this. I bought one for myself because <laughs> I wanted one. <laughs> so we have one here at the studio. But a, and a koalana, just so the peop- if people are listening, a koalana yeah. is, a, a, like you said, it's an entry level. Entry level for people means what price point? Uh, for us, it's, you're, you're getting in at about 200 Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not necessarily entry level in the the whole it's not like scheme of the, ma- of the market. No, but uh, okay. Do not buy a fifty dollar ukulele. Yeah, it's not going to stay in tune. You're not going to want to play it. 
you can get a Koalana, you spend a little bit more. I don't think $200, I mean, if you talk about a guitar, you're talking about $500 plus, you know, for Unless you only have $50 to spend. I guess, then, then yeah. Then put away another 20 and actually buy a $70 one, Kala or Lanikai. They're quite decent for the money. Mm. I would say keep saving. Hmm? I mean, I would, I would say so too, but you know, on, on our side, what we manufacture back at home is generally regarded as high end and it's holy smokes it's pulls at your heartstrings when you hear people say i'm saving to buy one of yours mm. Mm. I, I don't actually to this day i have real hard time mm. hearing that like why you know what is so special that we do that people are saving to buy what we make mm. You know, like I, I fuck around, I work all day. Wow, but but I, so I just wanted to give a plug for the Koalana. Oh, thank you. you. You know the Koalana you have? Product. Yeah. The one in the That's one right, right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a beautiful ukulele. It's a beautiful ukulele. It sounds good. Yeah, it stays in tune. Is it branded Koalana? Because it looks like it's just yeah. a Koalana. Well, we did that intentionally. Um, we wanted to provide access to people at that price point with the same design, the same yeah. feel. Mm. Um, pretty much uh, a koalaha, but it's just sub-branded as koalaha. So it, on top of the headstock, it says koalaha. No, it has. Right. It should have the koalaha logo on yeah. it. On the inside, the sound hole, it should say koalaha. And, oh, okay. and it's not made out of koa. No, this is a close, um, comes close to koa it's not an acacia yeah. tree like koa but it's uh yeah we we picked this species because of the look oh, to keep yeah. it real close to what we do Wait, over here really nice the wood, I like the wood. you guys want to hear about the origins of this yeah so koalana can be translated as your free will gift we started this line a big part of why we started this line was we we at one point our donation stack of invoices was bigger than our um, sales stack. Mm -hmm. oh, wow. And it's kind of hard to do that when you make what you sell. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought, you know, when we get requests from community organizations or schools or whatnot, and they're looking for like a dozen or more, it's really hard when you're manufacturing it. But if we get that manufactured, we can pull a box and more kids, more senior citizens, yeah. we, we can support those type of groups. And so we, we largely developed this so that we could we could at least support our community more. So Yeah. Hmm. Cool. It's a good product, man. I really like it. And uh, the, like I said, the price point is really, really good for, for what you get. Yeah. For what you get. Yeah. You know, could you three talk amongst yourselves where I go visit your Well, actually, that's actually facilities works, works out perfect because the last thing I wanted to touch on that I forgot to even do okay. is Devin's car. Yeah. Oh, so I you want to take a break and I'll come, come back, back though? Because you can shishi and come back. We can, we can talk while he's gone. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Let him go. He'll jump in. Yeah. So, so Devin, what, 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 what happened with your car? This uh, happened the other week. But I'm in rehearsals or was in rehearsals. Where is this? For a show called Wild Meat and the Bully Burgers at uh, Kumukuhu. Kumukuhu. Which is running now, is, correct? Yes. We just opened last week. Uh, we uh, rehearse on Merchant Street, Merchant and Corner Merchant and Bethel. Is where oh, the theater downtown. Is. Yes, downtown. Downtown is uh, oh, has been all oh, right on Bethel Street. Oh, but people—it's uh, a kind of a—it's a sketch area. It yeah. always has been. Yeah. Um, the homeless, because it's Kumu and because it's a nice building, 
uh, oh, I know, I know to hang out over there, right? Because it's got the nice cement open air. It's like a patio kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't actually the issue because the uh, we had rehearsal one night. I don't know. It must have been like two or three weeks ago. And then I we were all leaving, and our friend Ron parked in front of me, be either behind me or in front of me. And then on our other uh, my other castmate parked in front of me. And so I'm walking out to my car. I open my door to, and I'm parked uh, with my passenger side to the sh to the sh the um, the inside, right? So I'm on the right side of the road. I go to open my door, and I have a big bin, a big plastic bin in the back of my car because I live out of my car, and yeah. I just, you know, you just throw shit in there because you're trying to get it out of the way. And the bin was gone, and I went. Well, that's weird. When the hell did I take this bin out? And then I realized, oh, shit, I didn't take the bin out. Somebody stole this stuff. They stole the bin, and I went, fuck. So I went around to the passenger side, and sure enough, they had broken that window and just... So oh, they, they broke broken the, the back quarter panel? They broke the back, yeah, the back passenger side window. They just busted the whole thing in and then um, reached in. You know, they opened it up. They uh, ransacked the car. There you go. They ransacked the car, um, threw the threw the uh, or kind of emptied the box a little bit, and then threw a bunch of shit that they saw and thought they wanted, and then took off with it. What was in that bin? Papers, some clothes, nothing. Well, one of the biggest hassles that window, right? Thank you. Yeah. So, well, what happened was I uh, so the police came to do the report and all that stuff. And while we're waiting for the police to come, because the homeless love being around there, the homeless guy came like walking up to us and he's screaming and taking off his shirt. And we're like, oh shit, here we go. We're going to get into a fight with a homeless guy because I cannot leave my car because the window's wide open, right? Then the police came. And then it turned out that ironically, the next day, my friend Don from Wina, who's a, uh, who's a DJ and a police officer who works in that specific area was coming to be on the air with me that the next two days oh, oh, so, so you guys had a conversation about the theft and all that kind of yeah stuff yeah we did but it was the well the, the part that i laughed about was they took my sorry for swearing more than once in this thing but I, they took my fucking glasses like the ones i used to drive with the like old my man prescription, ones, the, the prescription yeah right? like my prescription yeah. glass. they took my prescription glasses which Honestly, they're the most expensive thing in the car because glasses now, yeah, they're right? Expensive. They're like yeah. 400, 400, 500. They probably took bucks. it for the frames. No, they took it because it was in a case. The the thing that's stupid is they try to do a, it's a smash and grab, right? So the smash and grab, they figured they got maybe 10 seconds before somebody comes along. So okay. the idea is throw as much shit as you can. Like they had the bin, so like, sweet, we don't have to worry about carrying anything. Throw everything inside and bag, right? Um, but they took my uh, my parking card, which they cannot use. They took uh, an empty Aloha Petroleum card. They took my registration and insurance and all oh. that stuff. Which, by the way, um, Don told me the next day, what they recommend people doing now is take a picture of the registration and take a picture of your insurance and then just hold that in your phone. I mean, if they steal your phone, you're shit out of luck. But if something happens, they can't steal that. That's smart. Because then everybody starts to panic about somebody stealing the house. But um, I mean, wait, 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 that wait. hasn't happened. Yes. So if you take a picture of your your card, your insurance yeah. and um, your registration, yeah. 
on your phone. Yeah. That doesn't have to physically be in your car. No, it doesn't have to. So you can show the police officer the picture, and yeah. that's okay. That's good. Gonna, it's just verifying proof yeah. of insurance. Well, everybody, everybody shouldn't leave their registration and. Uh, that's kind of the. That's, that's kind of what Don was getting really. to. Yeah, oh, don't leave your I stuff. I didn't in know your that. Car. I thought I they needed. Oh, I didn't need the physical thing. No, and that's why I heard it specifically from somebody who's in HPD. So that's the only reason I'm like, okay, well, we'll do that. But the 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 funny part about it that this is the part that you will enjoy. Um, I had gotten a a VCR and a Betamax, and I had not taken them out of my car. <laughs> and you know what? They never steal that fucking VCR and that Betamax. They left that shit because they didn't know what to do with it. They also left my Kamen Rider V3 doll that I had in the car that I had forgotten <laughs> that I even had in the car. Which which I then asked. That's that's the most comedic thing. Why was a Kamen Rider V3 doll in the back seat of your car? I have no idea. And how many? Years has it been in that car? Oh, it's probably been in there at least a year and a half, two you, years. What did, you, what did you need it in there? Did you talk to it when you were alone my on the cousin, freeway? Or? My cousin brought it back for me from Japan. Is it collectible? Yeah. Huh? Collectible. It probably was a collectible, right? Yeah, it's a collectible. Yeah, okay. So it's that, I mean, I don't know. It, it might be worth money. But they they stole just a bunch of random shit. And I, I was joking about it because I said what they probably did was they opened the car doors and were like, holy shit there's so many things we could steal but we only have so much time so let's just so they took like uh golf balls they took my golf shoes which there's just no like some of the stuff just has no purpose to somebody who steals well devin um just a thought oh and it was 500 bucks deductible to fix the car so uh so shout out to uh faith auto collision in kailua because the guy was awesome they oh yeah i went to i went to safe flight repair safe flight replace for the glass um, and then uh, the guy at that Faith Collision Center, uh, I, I told him, oh, you know, they, they broke this thing and blah, 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 and I got to use insurance. And he looks at the thing and he goes, oh, we just got to repair this one thing. He goes, it's like 100 bucks. And I went, huh? He goes, yeah, you order it. We'll call you when it comes in. And he literally took three minutes to fix it. Wow. And then I was on my way. So he didn't charge me like $8 million to fix it. So I'm imagining this, this theft, these thieves breaking into the car and going, what'd you like steal? And then they're, no, just take the bin. And then they go, one guy was in the back seat going, well, what about the common Rider doll? And they go, leave that shit behind. <laughs> <laughs> well, and they, and they tossed the back, which is where the VCR and the Betamax were. So they were looking at it like, what the yeah, fuck like, what the hell is this? this? <laughs> leave that behind too. But, 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 they, but, but, but there, were, there were sunglasses in the... But, but uh, why did you have a Betamax and a VCR machine in your car? Because somebody had given them to me and I meant to bring them actually here. Why? Because we got all kinds of other kitschy oh, shit like, in here. As a dis- oh, as a display? Yeah. Oh, mm. how sweet. What about yeah. the common Rider doll? Was it supposed to come here too? It's kind of beat up. So I was like, meh. Oh. I don't know. I can, oh, we can bring one, it. The one that didn't was steal them. <laughs> <laughs> you have any? Uh, well, you did that, well, it obviously wasn't a 50-year-old Japanese man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but apparently, it's, I mean, it's, it's what they do. They drive up in the car. They look in. They yeah. try to see if there's anything. So and John has a advice for you. What I do? I don't know. You're gonna add to him. Oh, I was just gonna say, um, the people that are robbing the car, probably not in the best state of mind. Mm-hmm. So that's why a lot of it doesn't make sense. No, but I think uh, the no. people robbing the car looks for the car with the most shit inside to steal. My son's truck just got broken into in Waikiki. Oh no way! Because he he works us during the day and nighttime. He works at Dukes, um, mm. so they smashed his window, took his weed bag. <laughs> <and told me. laughs> 
No worry. I'd be pissed about that. He says, don't worry, Dad. Me and Lon get more. Mm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but, uh, I, yeah, my car got broken into at my house. I had my entire sound system and my guitar in the car. Oh, my wow, God. Oh, my and, God. And all they took was a, a bag that had, like, microphones and cables in it. They left your guitar and the sound system? Yep. It's too hard to too hard to carry oh, yeah. well i mean so like uh, my whole van got stolen outside my house that's true oh i remember that right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So go ahead lorry gym folks outside their house catalytic converter right oh, outside. really they were in their house when they stole it oh my god they probably was like what is that sawing sound <laughs> yeah, yeah. bananas you know actually yeah. i had a little bit fantasized about that <laughs> so you can do something oh yeah me and my two sons we actually have a plan if you would like to visit our house. <laughs> we had a pandemic plan too. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I'd like to visit your house, but well, not we, in we, rec we recognize you, so oh. yeah. it's yeah. kind of like knowing the secret handshake. Yeah. <laughs> so you well, don't I'll get tied I'll up. I'll knock on the front door. Yeah. So you guys want to hear... Take me, our, please. You want to hear our pandemic plan? Well, yeah, okay, go ahead. This will be our last thing, okay. though. We're going, we're going out with... Yeah, I know. We're going over. With Alan's pandemic plan, I can't. So we have a bunch of guys at work and former guys that really into firearms and i told them you know they're trying to convince me to buy one i said oh, no, i don't i want one but i'm not going to buy one and they keep trying to convince me i said no like you don't understand i want to somebody like i want to somebody <laughs> have you and, seen john wick and i like somebody me to see if i can handle but i don't want to take that chance just in case you hit a vital um i said that's what <laughs> that's why i don't buy a gun well, you, you talked about this before. I like yeah, 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 yeah. I, I we, got you. We can after talk to Devin is, after, after this. this is, I got something for you. <laughs> the, 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 the word we're going to so. go right after this and you're going to The go word, myself. Alan, is burner. So we have, um, actually, my son bought the 50 caliber pellet gun. I'm going to buy one. No, I'll get something better than that. Something better about. Than that. Oh, the yeah. Tyrion. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we, but we do have a bunch of airsoft um, pellet guns. And growing up, I actually taught my kids how to use weapons. Uh, so we have extending police grade batons and everything like that. And pandemic time, I told the guys at work, here's our plan because crime is going to go on the rise because people know money. Yep. So if we catch an intruder, two of us going to light that fucker up with the pellet guns and the third one going to flank me, beat the shit out of them. And so the gun guys are laughing at me. One of them in particular says, the pellet gun not going to stop nobody. And I told him, bruh, you get gunner, you're not going to use them. I know you. You'll be there. You'll be crying if they do something to your daughter and your wife. And you're not going to do nothing. So why are you getting a gun for? So we can unload with our airsoft and our pellet gun. It's going to hurt like hell. So you're going to be stunned. And then the third guy going to come and you're going to get knocked the fuck out. Bro, after this podcast, you can get rid of so, all your airsoft, your baton, and anything like that. Because we got to, we got something to talk to you about that you yeah. can use to protect. Okay. Yeah. Sounds yeah. good. Okay. And so with that... And on that note... <laughs> <laughs> well, on that Is there anything... Oh, bunny rabbits, it, rainbows... Is there any, <laughs> unicorns, is there anything that you want to uh, plug before we, we go? Is there anything exciting and um, new coming up for you guys? I would like to just say, you know what, everybody? Things might not get back to normal right away. But go out and support local business. Um, the more we support local business, the more people are encouraged to get back to work. So mm. go out and eat go out and buy something for your significant other or your kid um, let's get finance going back into the marketplace again and then we actually see this recovery that we all hope in for yeah and call on us good product 
All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you. Take next, care. Oh, not next week. Right, recap next week. Have a good weekend. Oh, thanks, guys. <laughs>